as we think about this child called Jesus, the thoughts that went through my head as I was preparing is what actually matters most? And they are strange days that we're living in. I was thinking back just 12 months ago, this time I was sitting at Queenscliff Beach, I'd watched the 8 o'clock online service and I'd preached and watched myself, which is always a bit surreal. And uh, I'd wandered down the beach when I'd normally be at church. There was an onshore southeast wind blowing. I can still remember it. There's only two guys in surfing. The water was cold. It was pretty miserable. And I think that summed up uh, 2020. I go back two years ago. This place was packed. You had to get here at quarter two to get seats. And here we are in this kind of strange hinterland. Uh, We thought we'd come out of it, but we haven't really come out of it. You've come, others are watching online, and that's the life we're in. And it's been a very difficult year. And I think about the things that we learnt last year, pandemics, uh, social distancing, lockdowns, Zoom meetings. And I was thinking about this year, what's been particular new about this year, and we've learnt the Greek alphabet, (laughs) haven't we? (laughs) And two particular letters have stood out, Delta and Omicron. Now, when I went to Bible college, we all learned Greek there. And these letters were familiar. Who would have thought that my Greek training would help me understand a pandemic? Anyway, that's the world we live in. It's a strange world. And I think one of the things it's done is um, it really makes us ask the question, what is most important in life? And you can see that in many ways. I totally understand why the people wouldn't want to come out at the moment to live services, because one of the things that's so important is at this time family and wanting to be together, and I totally get that. My family's coming over. We're looking forward to it. The other thing is I know everyone, because particularly here in the Northern Beaches, we've suffered greatly with not just two lockdowns but three, um, and that need to get away and have a break in terms of mental health is so important for people, and I do pray people can have a good break over this period. And I think one of the greatest issues that struck me that the impact of the last 22 months has been on people's mental health. And as a pastor, I see that regularly in terms of uh, the rising anxiety levels, uh, the greater call upon mental health services that are in our area. And it's just the world we're living in. People are more anxious, they're more fearful, they're more tired. And, you know, we just don't want to have someone tell us again that I've got to pivot. You know, it's not a dance move. (laughs) It's unfortunately been the reality we've been through. And yet that's the world we're in. And what do you say at Christmas time? Well, the thing that struck me is a number of things. Firstly, is I think it's easy to miss Jesus this Christmas. And I think it's for a number of reasons. Um, One is that we live today in the shadow of the Christian faith here in Australia. So much of what we hold dear is actually uh, comes from a heritage of the Christian faith, but yet there's a sense of this shadow is slowly dimming in terms of our understanding of the Christian faith. And you just think about the way with Christmas, I mean, it's called Christmas because it's about the Christ, how little the Christ features in today's Christmas in terms of just the cards, uh, the window decorations. It's just this shadow that is slowly moving away. And the Christmas story just seems so long ago and irrelevant. And I read a study um, which came out just in the last week or two, and it's from the NCLS, the National Church Church Life Survey, and they surveyed people about how they, their understanding about who Jesus is in terms of, is he a real person? And let me say, I was shocked at the results. And if you haven't seen it, there was an article by uh, John Dixon in the ABC News. Let me read to you the headline findings from the National Church Life Survey about Australians. 
Christmas is a Christian celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ, yet in late 2021, that was just a couple of months ago, only half of Australians, 49%, viewed Jesus as a real person who actually lived. Nearly a quarter, 23%, of Australians see Jesus as a mythical or fictional character. About one in three, 29%, don't know. Men are more likely to view Jesus as a mythical figure than women. Higher proportions of older Australians assert Jesus was a real person than the younger age groups. It's stunning. And so is it any wonder in our country at the moment where over half the people think he's not even real that it doesn't feature in Christmas? I think the other thing that struck me as I read through the Bible reading in preparation for this is... uh, I think it's easy to read it and just, if you're an outsider, and go, it seems pretty uneventful. Let me just read to you some of the uh, excerpts. Chapter 2, verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census would be taken of the entire Roman world. Now, it's worth just noting that one verse in relation to the NCLS study about uh, the historicity and the realness of Jesus. Uh, What we're reading about is actually real historical documents. Uh, This is not in a time lovely that was long time ago. This is in a specific time in the days of Caesar Augustus. And a census was called, very normal thing, happened in history back then. Everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth into Galilee to Judea and to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And here's the key thing that we're celebrating. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And I sat there thinking, you know, from an earthly point of view, there's something very normal, and it's kind of bland. Like, it's a young bride, first child, gone back to the hometown, had a baby, Because so many came because of the census, couldn't fit into the hotel room, has to go to a manger. Like, it's not that interesting at one level. And holidays, family meals with prawns, pavlova, turkey, ham, whatever is your flavour. We're doing numbers of those today, if not all of them. They're great things to enjoy, presents. Love it. I mean, I miss being a dad with young kids. It was such a highlight, having the kids wake up early. And I know you're tired, mum and dad, but isn't it a great day? And so when all that's happening, no doubt it's easy to miss Jesus at Christmas time. Until, that is, you work out who he is. And with all the media focused on the pandemic, I think one of the things we need to do this Christmas in particular is stop and just remember... What is this day about, this Christmas? As everyone rushes to get away on holiday, as everyone takes great delight in being with family. And let me say, those two things are very important and very significant, and I hope everyone can get a break and get to see their family. But is that all Christmas is? No, we're celebrating the birth of the Saviour of the world. That's what is announced in this passage. Stop and think about that. This day is not just about family and holiday. It's remembering that the saviour of the world, not just Sydney, not just Manly, has come. 
Today we are marvelling at the entrance of God onto this planet. That is an astounding thing to remember. Today we are in awe that the Son of God took on human form in the person of Jesus and he was born in a stable. Now just put those two thoughts together. God in human form in a stable. It's like an oxymoron. It's contradictory. Why would God come in such humble circumstances? Now that thought alone should leave you wondering for hours that the creator of this entire universe turns up as a child in a manger. It is astounding and it tells you so much about the character of who God is. And this is the day we should stop and ponder that. This is why the first Christmas began. And this is what we need to be remembering. Think of another royal birth that has happened within our lifetime that garnered the world's attention. Now, I think the child that got most media attention in the world in the last 20 years was this child, George. Born to Kate and William. Who can remember when it happened? I mean, I remember it. There was just this media scrum outside the hospital. And there was all sorts of good things. There were some terrible things that happened as well with Kyle Sanderlands on radio. But it was a day that stopped the world. As George came in, because he would be third in line to the crown. Charles, William, now George. And that's what happens when royalty is born. But it's so, if I can say, different and such a contrast to what took place with the birth of Jesus. No fanfare, no arrival party, no celebrations, no world media. Just this humble girl, 15, 16, in really a small town in a small country that is not significant in the world at that level. Bethlehem. And what struck me as I read through the um, account of Luke is really only two groups of people get the significance of this birth. One group are dead, (laughs) and that's the prophets. And when you read through the Old Testament, the prophets kept looking for someone who would come, who would be this special person. And they predicted all sorts of things, different prophets, different times. They spoke about the nature of the birth, that there'd be a virgin. They spoke about the family line that he would come from. In terms of Judah, the line of David, they also spoke about the birthplace and we had that reading and that's why I had it there this morning from Micah. And let me just read the most significant verse, verse 2. But you Bethlehem, in other words the town of Bethlehem, Ephratah, though you're small among the clans of Judah, in other words you are a little small place, out of you will come for me one who will rule over Israel whose origins are from of old, from ancients of times. In other words, there's this prediction that there's someone who is from ancient times, from the household of David and Judah, who is going to come and rule. And so the prophets looked forward to it, but when he turned up, none of the people on earth knew, except the angels. You see, God knew what he was doing. 
And it does tell us something that you won't get Jesus until God speaks to you and opens your eyes to who this child is. Verse 8 of chapter 2, Luke. And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Now, the first group of people to witness the birth of the coming king, God in the flesh, I just think is wonderful. It's these outcasts. <laughs> it's these smelly shepherds, literally. And let me tell you, I got a feel for it yesterday, riding a camel three times. I can still feel it on me. If you go out to the Corso, six metres out, you can smell it and experience still today. And they were the smelly outcasts. And they're the ones God chose to have the first view. I think it's wonderful. It tells you about the character of God and the openness of the invitation to anyone to find out about him. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. And I think they're beautiful words. In other words, when God is speaking, he's saying, come, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will be great joy for all the people. And I'm going to tell you something wonderful. And that's what we're celebrating today. Now, a few of us were here last night and Dave had the big band. Let me just say a very big thank you to Dave. This is his sixth service that he's played at in the last 18 hours. Big thank you to Dave. And he surprised us last night because he brought an African song full of joy. And I tell you what, there was joy in the house last night. And it, I know numbers of us have not had many hours sleep, so we may not be as joyful as normal. But this is what Christmas is celebrating. Good news that brings you joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. The first person to or people to have their eyes opened are shepherds. These outcasts, these unclean. And the angels come and reveal to them, God is moving. And there's three descriptions given, clumped together in kind of one phrase. And it's quite profound, the way the angels describe this child. There's actually four. It's from the town of David. In other words, the family line, that's significant in terms of the history of prophecies. But he's a saviour, he's the Messiah, and he's the Lord. And I want you to think about those three things because that, in essence, sums up who Jesus is. The angels are announcing the saviour of the world has come. And you have to ask the question, as Scott rightly said last night, what is he saving us from? Why has he come to save us? Well, let me say, it's not from COVID as much as we need saving from that. He came to save us from ourselves and from our sin and our turning our back on God. But he's also the Messiah, which is a Hebrew word which means simply king. He came to rule. And so he's the king that comes to rule and to save. In other words, he's a good king, he's a kind king, he's a gracious king who wants to come and save us. But then he adds, he is the Lord. Now it's interesting, in Luke's gospel, the word Lord is used a number of times, but it's used of God. And here it's used of this child. In other words, 
this baby will be your saviour, he will be your king, and you see this hint here, he's actually going to be God in some way, shape or form. Now, they wouldn't have understood that in any great detail. But as we see Jesus grow and develop, we understand what that means, that it's actually God who's come. And that's why when Matthew, when he writes his version or his retelling of the Christmas story, he says, do you know what? He's going to be known as Emmanuel, which means God with us. And that's why we're celebrating today. The Saviour, the King, God himself has come. I want you to ask the question of yourself. The angels came and opened the eyes of the shepherd to this great reality. They went and saw, they were amazed. And I want you to ask this question of yourself this Christmas day. Have your eyes been opened to who this Jesus is because it is easy to miss Jesus at Christmas time in this crazy time we live until you get who he is and we need the spirit of God to actually open our eyes to see him for who he truly is he's not just some trinksy thing attached to a Christmas tree he actually is the savior the king and God himself Verse 13, suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven, or on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has told us about. You see, they go because God has revealed it. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they'd seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And you see, once you get Jesus, everything changes. That's what happens when you realise that he is the Saviour, the Messiah, the Lord. And so, yes, it's easy to miss who Jesus is until you work out who he is. And once that happens, you realise it's what Jesus is what really matters at Christmas time. Over the past two, three weeks, I've received numbers of Christmas cards from kind people who've written to me. And it's always lovely to get a card at Christmas time. I'm sure most of us have got cards in some way, shape or form. And it's a lovely thing, and particularly when they take a bit of extra effort to write a few extra lines, uh, that's always a great thing. And I got one from a guy who uh, is a lovely guy who helps ministers in the diocese. He used to be in the pharmaceutical industry as a senior manager, now helps coach senior ministers, amongst other things. His name's Peter Mayrick. And he sent me this card, I'll put it up on the screen. Uh, that's the one from the website. The photo I took didn't look as good, so I thought I'll just use that one. And it just said on the front, when you get down to it, the only thing that really matters is Jesus. And I read that card, and it so struck me this year about how true it is. And I know the holidays at this time of the year do feel very significant. I know the family times will be wonderful today, but actually underneath it all, one thing that has struck me so much this year is when you get down to it, to the bottom, what's actually most important? It's Jesus. It's actually knowing him. And I thought it was so true and important to remember at the end of this crazy year we've been through. And at the end of this year, I want you to ask yourself these questions which I was thinking about in writing this. Where in this crazy world today that we've been through will you find a love that never runs out?
Where in this crazy pandemic is there a care that is completely unconditional? Where is there a mercy that is for all people in all stages of life, no matter who they are or where they're from or what they've done? Where is there a truth that is enduring, that will never change, though everything else seems to change? Where is there certainty in the middle of uncertainty? Where is there a person who you can follow who gives you meaning and purpose who will never let you down? Where is there a forgiveness of sins for all the wrongs that we have committed, that you have committed, that I've committed? Where is there a reconciliation between you and the living God who made us and one day will stand accountable to? Where is there a protection from judgment and hell? Where is there an assurance of eternal life when life finishes? Where will you find that? Where will you find someone who can fill your heart with joy that no one or nothing can take away? Who will give you a peace that surpasses understanding and circumstances? Who will protect you and provide for you and care for you? And who will be with you wherever you go? If the pandemic's taught me one thing, it's that we find this and we find it alone in Jesus. And he's the reason we're celebrating Christmas. And my experience this year is all of those uncertainties and anxieties and fears, but yet at the bottom of it all, a saviour who walks with me every day, who I can talk to and pray to, who gives me strength, who cares for me and provides for us. And that's what we're celebrating this day, that this saviour, this king, God himself, was born that first Christmas morning. And that, friends, is greater news than any other news you will hear this day. And if you don't know that saviour, if God has not yet opened your eyes I would say pray to God and ask him to reveal him to you. Come back and join us Sunday week on the 2nd. Pick up a Bible and start to read the gospel stories yourself and pray that God will help you discover the Jesus who came that first Christmas morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your love for us. We thank you that even though the world in so many ways has forgotten Jesus, Lord, you've not forgotten us. And we thank you that we can stop and remember that he is the one who really matters this Christmas. He is our hope, our strength, our life. He is the rock that we can depend on and base our lives upon. I pray for those who may not know him this Christmas that you would flood their hearts with his joy and his peace and the assurance that comes. May they open themselves up to you and have their eyes open to discover who he is. But we thank you that you came. We thank you that you're real, and we thank you that you're with us now. In Jesus' name, amen.